Yes, uh, we'd like to salute uh, young love tonight, if we may. Of course, this is a sexual period in our in our history. Yeah, you know, you, you remember when they used to talk about the age of reason? And uh, yeah, yeah, every age is named that way. You know, the age of reason, uh, the era of good feeling and all that. This is going to very well be called the age of the libido or uh, the porny age. But we would like to salute young love here tonight. A young woman pool collector on the Pennsylvania Turnpike was fired for allegedly, quote, making love with a customer in a toll booth, a darkened toll booth on the romantic Pennsylvania Turnpike. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Can't you just see this guy driving along the Pennsylvania Turnpike? Yeah, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and he comes up to the toll booth, see? Now, I have rarely had any even cursory discussion with guys in toll booths. They just say, Dollar uh, 75! That's all they say to me. Uh, but apparently there was some, you know... <laughs> Incidentally, she was reinstated with back pay. Uh, that's uh, kind of like that. Back pay. I, I suppose that uh, I wonder whether they paid her the hourly rate while she was. Well, you know, that, these are these are all the little problems that the one was. Uh, incidentally, speaking of uh, great uh, problems, now uh, tonight uh, I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd do something that we do occasionally here uh, on this uh, slot here. Uh, it's predictions of things to come night. Right. And so, would you please give me uh, uh, Fairland music, please? <laughs> Television, 
It's an entirely new field of television performing. And, in fact, I see the day when almost every senator uh, who's cute or funny or wry will have his own scriptwriters. Uh, he will have his own uh, agent. As a matter of fact, it is a fact now that every one of the senators on the Watergate Senate Investigating Committee have gotten themselves nice, fat speaking engagements all around the country as the result of appearing on the various uh, uh, TV uh, committee hearings. And I, and I say this is fine. This is, this is all part of the growing expansion of showbiz. And, uh, and I say that the public appetite for televised hearings, incidentally, was described to me by one of our friends here, Nick, in fact, he says, you know what it is. It's high-level televised rumor mongering. And uh, there's some truth to that. It's all in a rumor in you. And they, well, I'm not sure, Senator, but it was my impression that uh, Mr. Watanabe at that luncheon did imply that uh, this is this, you know, this is high-level rumor mongering. But nevertheless, my, my, I, I'm, Connie, I'm making prediction here that eventually one network will give its entire time over to nothing but televised congressional hearings. Uh, constantly. Because the demand for it is there. People love it. In fact, PBS was sinking in the, in the, uh, was sinking in the sand. Uh, I mean, whoever watched those ladies with the pointers talking about Etruscan art that they kept showing us, you know, that was, that was, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, this place, keep coming here, you know, what you do is you fillet the fish this way. And, you know, my God almighty, how much of that can you take? And now, of course, the congressional hearings have brought the blush to the, to the uh, cheeks of PBS. And uh, you even, if watching them, you'd even get, you'd even get the impression that they're, they're producing them. They're bringing them to us. You get this feeling, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and without them, there simply wouldn't be those hearings. And now I have that feeling. And they punctuate it with nice little pitches for money, which is the most direct kind of commercial. Uh, you know, send money. They don't even try to sell you a can of shoe polish. They simply say, send money right now. Give this number a call immediately. And we'll continue these hearings. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just kind of think it's kind of great. I, I like that. And wait, you know what I predict? Uh, I, I predict eventually on television, on, on TV Guide. You know how TV Guide, uh, you know, they always have a picture of Lauren Green. It says, well, inside Lauren Green, a television guide special in-depth biography. Of course, that's seven pages. That's an in-depth biography, uh, as opposed to their two-and-a-half-paragraph biographies. Uh, nevertheless, it says an in-depth biography of Lauren Green, behind the scenes with Lauren Green. Well, I say that you're going to see on the cover of TV Guide a cute picture of Senator Baker at home. Uh, it says, uh, at home with the television's uh, Senator Baker. And this is television Senator Baker. Or, or uh, Senator Sam uh, trades aphorisms with Shirley McLean tonight on the Dick Cavett show. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's got to come. It's got to come. In fact, I, in fact, I wonder how many people get the impression, you know, there's a lot of people who just don't know anything about government and all that, and, and think that Senator Sam is a new talk show host. It's a, it's a talk show that goes on in the afternoon. They keep interviewing people in the audience. Uh, <laughs> you know? What was it you did that afternoon? And of course, up comes another aphorism, the crowd roars. And uh, I, I... Eventually. Now, I'm, I'm making a serious prediction here. I predict that, uh, that this is not going unnoticed by the senators. 
the first vestigial indication that this was happening was back in the days of Senator Kefauver. You remember Kefauver? Now, Senator Kefauver had about as much right to be president as my Uncle Carl. However, uh, and, uh, he, he, you know, my Uncle Carl had a lot of right. He, he played the banjo, and uh, what the hell, you know, he, <laughs> he was, uh, I mean, you know, he had every bit as much, as ta- uh, much talent as uh, Kefauver, but uh, and nevertheless, Kefauver became a presidential candidate as a result of his hearings. You recall that? Well, this uh, lay dormant for years. This, this was lost on the senators. They should have, of course, this was early days of TV, and a lot of the good performers were turning down television in those days, too. Uh, Richard Bloom, uh, for example, was still playing extra parts over here at, uh, you know, in Broadway. He would not play television. He had not discovered Heck Ramsey yet at that time. So, uh, as things progress now, we, we see that there's a whole new era just slowly beginning to emerge. And I'm going to be one of the few to first predict that the Senate Investigating Committee will be America's number one form of ent- entertainment by 1976. And there will be great performers arise out of it. Already we've seen the emergence of Senator Irwin. And Senator Irwin was a very nondescript senator for years. He has emerged like a newfound star. And uh, he will be a star. Oh, excuse me. I, I, I wonder whether he's going to play the Catskills soon. You know, <laughs> Senator Irwin and the Marimba Band and, and David Fry. <laughs> and the Shower of Stars. <laughs> I, I don't laugh. I'm, just, I'm not putting down the hearings by saying this. I'm really predicting that, they, that this will, that when this goes off, when the hearings go off, there will be a great sense of loss on the part of many people who, for the first time, are finding something on television they enjoy. Now, take you, Jerry. You never watch TV. I have heard you say that you have watched it repeatedly in the last few weeks. Isn't that true? And you're going to have a sense of loss when you get up that morning and it's back to the game shows as usual. I mean, all those old broads are going to be running around arguing about who gets the refrigerator and who guesses the ding-dong all day long. And uh, you're, going to, you're, you're going to turn on your TV set, and there's going to be a rising sense of loss. And whenever the public has a rising sense of loss, there is an immediate attempt to fill that vacuum. You know, there's an old law of physics that says whenever a vacuum exists, uh, that, uh, that a vacuum, there's always pressures to fill it. And, and the taste for, and I'm one of them, the taste for investigating uh, procedures is, in, is, is just almost insatiable. I can't get enough of watching, personally. Well, I suspect that eventually, since maybe there will be, you know, maybe the Senate, even if the Senate won't uh, come on with its own investigating committee, there will be, uh, let's say, mock investigating committees. You are there. And uh, they'll be cast some actors, you know, E.G. Marshall, various other types of actors will play the senators. There's certain guys that play some. Hal Holbrook, of course, will play Senator Baker. Uh, with a wry humor, uh, underlying element of Mark Twain there. Uh, there will be, uh, Kai D. will play Montoya. Uh, <laughs> and so, well, now, now, if you, if you, you know, this is, this is not... This is not, I'm, I'm, I'm really just uh, referring to something that's already happened. Do you know that one of the most popular programs in the past, and for some reason or other it disappeared, they had a, a two-hour program in the afternoon that used to be on television 
that was about court trials. Divorce court, or something they called it. Yes. <laughs> and people couldn't, you know, they, they really loved that. And, uh, and, of course, we're getting away from old principles now. There's only a very small percentage of the people who like these silly game shows. I, I, I have not yet found a person who honestly admits they like a silly game show. Is there an Alan Levin fan among us? I haven't found him. Uh, but I suppose, uh, you know, there are some ladies with shopping bags. You know, the kind of the nut shopping bag with the bones that stick out of them. And, like, you know, wear the funny hats. And, 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 uh, and uh, incidentally, uh, uh, great cat fans. Uh, they probably like Alan Martin and Betty White. But uh, that's, that's something else. I'm not, <laughs> uh, we can't argue about that. There are people who also like organic blackstrap molasses. Uh, and I'm not going to put them down for that. Uh, that's their thing. Uh, yes, you can now buy uh, organic fudsicles, you know, uh, that, uh, that are, you know, laced with uh, vitamin E1, B2, C7, L6, all the various vitamins in known quantities, and certain on some unknown quantities, too. It gives you a hell of a high, too, by the way. But uh, that's something else. And I predict eventually the fishable demand for the public hearing uh, will eventually be filled. The demand will be filled. And uh, it's, it's no problem at all to find an investigating committee that would love to get on television. Oh, no problem at all. And, I, you know, I think PBS has discovered its true, uh, its true nature. <laughs> you know, they used to have all these ladies, you know, with pointers and bits of shards. And uh, that's all over. Uh, you know, a trip through Pompeii, that's gone. And now it'll be a trip through your local court. This is WOR, New York. Yes, indeed. Uh, our search for chicanery never stops. Incidentally, that, that, that brings up another point. Uh, as long as we're making predictions of uh, things to come, uh, I predict that we're at a watershed period. Now, it's important to, you know, I mean by watershed, that means a new plateau uh, will begin shortly. We're at a point now where one plateau has ceased to be valid and another plateau is now on its way, but has not yet arrived. I'm talking about in public entertainment. Tap dancers are out. That's gone. That's an old plateau. Uh, people who sang Cole Porter songs, that's out. And uh, we're better off for it. Uh, uh, people who, uh, in fact, people who, who did what would be called traditional entertainment, that's all gone. This, the, the plateau which we are just finishing is a plateau that was a vestigial plateau, where you had the uh, the, the uh, let's say, the non-talented talk show MC talking to talented people about their new record. Uh, this is the Dick Cabot, uh, Mike Douglas syndrome. And that's right. Uh, you mean it's coming out next week? Here it is, folks. And he'd hold it up. You remember that? And uh, the singer would say, well, yeah, not only that, Dick, but I'm playing the Flamingo next week. Don't forget that that's called the Toady Field syndrome. Or plug every damn thing you can plug. Uh, in the last 10 seconds. Get it on there fast. Well, that is just about over. That's the, you know, that was a 20-year plateau. And I think the new plateau, we see symbols of it already. We see, we see signs of it already. But the showbiz characters cannot get on these talk shows anymore because they're being jostled out of the way by various senators. Have you noticed that? Uh, <laughs> but that uh, I can just see some poor little agent, you know, Picking up the phone, he says, uh, hey, hey, Dick, hey, Dick. He's talking to Cabot, see. Hey, Dick, my God, uh, Marlon is in town. 
Uh, Molly just threw him from Paris, and, uh, oh, man, has he got a story to tell you about them Indians and all that stuff. And uh, we sure like them on the show. And Dick says, I'm sorry, but uh, Senator Guntox is on the show tonight, and uh, Representative uh, Cleveland is coming on after that. And, of course, we're bringing the assistant U.S. District Attorney on, who will refute to Senator Guntox and Senator Cleveland, and, of course, it takes care of next week. He said, well, my God, when, when can Marlon get on? After all, we got the new picture coming out in September. It's coming out. we got to get that thing uh, off the ground, you know? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Nat, but uh, you know how it is. Uh, Senator Kluberman, of course, is the head of the new investigation. And, and, and that's the end of it. Have you noticed it? Okay. I predict eventually that the major showbiz people will be politicians. Uh, this was uh, very... <laughs> this was early... Uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's some truth to that. This was early presaged by Kennedy. He was a pure showbiz character. And, uh, and then we'll come into full swing. Uh, by 1980, no presidential candidate will even be considered unless he, he can exchange uh, reposts, uh, beautifully executed uh, wisecracks, uh, elegant stories with the head of the most formidable senatorial committee. And, uh, in fact, I, I suspect that we will not any longer have political speeches in the old style. We will have, no, no, we will have public auditions uh, where, the, where the presidential candidate will audition before the American public before a mock senatorial investigating committee. And it's how he handles himself when Senator Irwin invokes the Bible. It's, uh, and his, his wife, by the way, will be sitting off to his right, slightly behind, so the camera can pick him up. Uh, here, you know, whatever it is he's married to. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, these things are in the future. Now, there's a lot of other things in the future. And, uh, and, and for those of you who are interested in the future, we have here tonight, one of our spies uh, has a note here, which uh, I, I'm going to read you. I don't rarely, I rarely read the letters from spies, but this is one of our spies. Now, listen carefully. He says, Shepard, I enjoy listening to you predict fads and trends of the future, such as people switching from bicycles to roller skates or discovering North Dakota as a major vacation spot in spite of the grasshoppers. In keeping with this policy of prophecy, I would like to take this opportunity to predict what I believe will become a big trend, and I have to agree with him, in the near future. Do it yourself, butchering. Now listen carefully. This prediction may seem a bit strange at first, but when you take into account the rise in the price of meat that has occurred recently, and a large percentage of that rise has to do with middlemen processing, etc., etc., this can be seen as a perfectly natural development. The do-it-yourself butchery fad will spread, of course. It will also reach then the more elite of our society. Shirley McLean will probably write a book entitled The, the Art of Zen Butchery, with a preface by Norman Mailer or Alan Watts, in which Mailer will describe, quote, the psychic value to be obtained from butchering an animal due to what he will call the spiritual unity one gets with the animal. He will invoke, of course, uh, Ernest Hemingway, the Bullring. Uh, Miss McLean will then appear on the Johnny Carson show to plug her book and have Johnny Carson help her demonstrate how to slaughter and butcher, say, for example, a, uh, a, a hog. All the while, Johnny Carson and Ed McNair will be cracking jokes to one another, and it'll be a fun evening. Uh, the end result of all this will be the establishment of slaughterhouse resorts. Did you hear what he said? Slaughterhouse resorts, 
which will be in many ways similar to ski lodges. Special instructors will give lessons on butchering various types of animals, special French cuts and so on, and will give the pupils criticism on their form and style of butchery. Many of these resorts will be for singles only, and will be given such movie names as Lamb Chop Lodge, or uh, Swinging Slaughterama. Uh, most of these activities in these single spots will be mainly social parties, drinking, dancing, computer dating, all the other great things of our time. Uh, the romantic angle, of course, will be tied in with the theme of the resort. And when the young couple finally gets acquainted, they will go off and slaughter a hog together in the moonlight. So now you have a... <laughs> that's, that's, not, uh, that's not the other realm of possibility. You know that one of the rising problems today, what is one of the rising costs that most guys have to face today? Automobile maintenance. I mean, man, you can hardly drive into a garage today if you got a light bulb in your car that's, that's uh, you know, flickering, and you go in there and you say, I'll be back in an hour, he'll lay $127 on you, right? And he'll say, well, you know, I, I well, while I was in here, you know, I, I uh, tuned her up for you, and I opened the hood, and I saw that you needed the set of plugs, and, the, you know, you're having trouble with your uh, condenser. They always talk about your condenser, uh, you know. <laughs> And, and so, is this, is, this is a real hang-up. So do you know that in certain parts of the country now, including, say, I can give you some states, Illinois, I've seen it in Indiana, I've seen it in North Dakota, I've seen it in uh, Michigan, where on the Saturday afternoon, you can book yourself, book yourself, a complete garage where all tools are and parts are available there. They have, they have all kinds of mufflers, condensers, and one thing or another, and you drive your car in there, and you do the work. You and your friend Aki put the car up on the up on the block. You can you can do everything, including, by the way, replace an engine if you want to book the garage for a week. And you pay by the hour for the garage. There it is. It's an empty garage. No mechanics there. Just a garage that has all the tools, all the equipment, and it's got a it's got a lift, it's got a crane, the whole bit. Now <laughs> that hasn't hit New York yet, but it will. You know that, uh, that there's another place, there's a lot of places going around the country where, for example, uh, you can refinish your own furniture. Now, now, if, if, if you have to upholster your, you know, you, you, you have an old uh, sofa, see, and the dog has eaten the, the two of the cushions, <laughs> and, uh, and the cat has torn the back end of it off. Well, now, you know, you can buy a new uh, couch uh, for what it's going to cost you to get it uh, reupholstered. So now you can rent an entire reupholstering plant. You just take the thing down there. And by the way, they've got a truck which you rent, which you put the stuff on, you, you bring it down, you reupholster this thing, and they have charts on the wall how to reupholster a settee that show you how to cut the cloth. That's a huge tax away. Now, this has not yet really happened in New York. You know, it's another thing that's growing, by the way, in the do-it-yourself world, that one of the biggest new fast-selling items is the do-it-yourself home ice cream making machine. Now, now uh, <laughs> ice cream is one of, you know that ice cream is one commodity that has, it has gone up in price more than like 75% of the other commodities. The rise in ice cream prices has been precipitous in the past couple of years. And so now, you know there is a, there is a, a service down in, and I can tell you where this one is. This is in Portland, Maine. There is a service now where you call up and you tell them 
you want to rent an ice cream freezer. And, and they'll say, what do you want, a 10-gallon, about 15-gallon, 20-gallon, whatever you say. And uh, you rent the ice cream freezer, along, and it was filled it to you. Along with the ice cream freezer comes all the ice cream mix. Uh, you go down to the store, you buy the milk and the ice uh, and the cream that you need, and uh, you have complete instructions, and you go to work. And by that night, you have 15 quarts of ice cream, which you then put in your freezer. You send back the, <laughs> the freezer, and that's it. Uh, now, now, this, this uh, of course, this is not going to be enjoyed by Barasini and Lewis Sherry, but, uh, you know, Seatest uh, uh, is uh, not is taking a dim view of this. But uh, I see that the day will come when guys will make their own soft drinks. You wait and see. But the soft drink uh, bill for many a family is getting to be fantastic. And so there will be, uh, you know, something called a make-a-cola, you know. <laughs> and the guy will create his own, he'll make his own uh, cola, you know, or his own root beer. So this, uh, this is rapidly, I think this is rapidly going to be one of the new uh, things. Uh, that, that is good. In fact, you know that in many parts of the country today, now, guys are making their own beer? Oh, yeah. Well, my Uncle Carl was an early, uh, was an early pioneer in his field. Uh, <laughs> of course, he, uh, he, you know, he, he ran into a little problem, a technical problem, blew the back end of the house out. But uh, uh, nevertheless, <laughs> this will happen occasionally if you don't know what you're doing, if you're making your own beer or your own wine, especially if you decide to make your own vodka. Uh, you're liable to just blow up the whole neighborhood. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, that's got the college suggested the next time, right, next Sunday, for example, pick up the silly section of the New York Times. Uh, which is, you know, this big section where all the camps and all that stuff are, are, uh, are advertised. You know, boys' camps and girls' camps. And uh, you'll notice that the camps have changed. It used to be called Camp Funny Dunny, you know, Camp uh, Camp Askiwawa. They have great Indian names, you know, they used to have names like that. Or camp Nabawawanaki. And underneath it would show kids with a canoe, you know. Uh, well, that's all over. Now, for example, do you know that they have a camp called uh, Camp Freud on the Hudson? which means uh, that the kid can spend four weeks in what is called meaningful sexual explorations. Uh, are you listening to me, Barney? Listen carefully. It will be co- uh, and so uh, this, there's also a camp called Camp Kibbutz, where the kid spends two weeks chopping wood and uh, taming the wilderness. These are a lot of those camps around like that. Uh, there, there is one camp, by the way, uh, that is devoted entirely for losing suet. Camp called that no calorie, uh, where a kid is put on a regimen of jello, uh, wheat germ, and push-ups. Now, the kid comes back madder than hell, but he also loses 25 pounds. Uh, there's, called, uh, there's a camp devoted entirely, by the way, to fixing kids' teeth. Did you know that now? Now, many a family has trouble getting their kids out, you know, to, to, uh, to, uh, to the dentist. So if you can send them to call the, there's a, there's a place called Camp Carey on the Colgate River. Uh, yeah, it's up north. And up to, it's, it's, it's C-A-R-I-E, Carey, you know the two. Uh, uh, you send this kid up there, and for two weeks, he spends a fun time with a dentist, by the way, who wears a, uh, who wears a, a Smokey the Bear hat, and, uh, <laughs> and he, has, he has a dental chair that's shaped like a log. You know, an Indian log with Indian signs on it. And uh, the kid, of course, winds up with his teeth fixed, with his little braces in, the whole bit. It's $1,500, and he comes home bronzed and tan 
and hardly he can hardly wait to go back next year to have the at that occlusion fixed on the lower bite. However, uh, the, <laughs> this is now had I predicted this five years ago, you would have laughed at me. You'd have said, "Oh, come on, that's that shepherd blown smoke again." The idea of Freud on the Hudson. Uh, two weeks of meaningful sexual exploration. A uh, co-ed camp. And uh, it, they, they no longer have counselors at this camp, by the way. They have uh, they have uh, sexologists. Uh, and so the poor little seven-year-old kid is brought in there, you know. And, and uh, when he leaves, uh, he's a little suave David Nithin. Uh, he's seen it all. He knows it all. And uh, by God, there ain't going to be no unfortunate accidents, you know, with that hurried trip up to Canada. Uh, none of that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, this, this uh, you think I'm kidding. Well, all right, pick up this silly section of the time and look up these camps and see if I'm kidding. And eventually, there will be a camp which uh, will, will, uh, will, I suspect, not only fulfill the function of the kid learning about nature, the realities, the truth of life, but he'll also bring back seven pounds of smoked bacon. Uh, and uh, you have... <laughs> so uh, we have a lot of fun things ahead for us. And I, I'm, I personally, I'm for it. I'm looking forward to this. Round-the-clock senatorial investigations. Uh, in color. Uh, the one thing we lack, you know, I think it'll eventually come. Mood music behind the Watergate-type investigation. So when an op- the Watergate type investigation. So when an obviously unfriendly witness appears, the music bong, 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 bong. And then when a good one appears, you can hear the sound of cavalry, pink horns blowing as he comes in over the hill to rescue the, the Senate from what looks like a dull point in the show. And making another brilliant accusation, which of course uh, the Daily News will pick up and banner headlines. The Times will have its own correspondent on every community. And uh, eventually, I think the whole world will be reported by TV guys. So uh, hang in, gang, and uh, you can have fun if you know how to do it. Without knowing how. Uh,